Living in the Light of the Resurrection. Welcome to episode 26 of Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. Today, we'll be covering questions 119 through 120 in To Be a Christian in Anglican Catechism, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Kurt Hine, Rector of Light of Christ Anglican Church here in Georgetown, Texas, joined today by my co-catechist, Father Isaac Rayberg, Rector of All Saints Anglican Church in San Antonio, Texas. But before we begin, let's pray. This is the Collect for Tuesday of Easter week. O God, who by the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light, grant that we, who have been raised with him, may abide in his presence and rejoice in the hope of eternal glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So we're at the part of the uh, creed and life everlasting. We're going to talk about really the, the practical implications of the resurrection. What does it mean to live in the light of the resurrection? So uh, question 119, Isaac, what do you know about the unending resurrected life of believers? I know that it will be an eternal life of joyful fellowship with our triune God, together with all his saints and angels singing his praises and serving him in the renewed creation. So that's a lot, but not a whole lot of details, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, giving, we're given more of a sort of expansive general idea of what it will be. But yeah, the Bible kind of lacks the, uh, the specifics, really, about how this all, all works out. But let's yeah. stick with what we know. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so sometimes uh, in uh, this has been called the beatific vision. Mm. I think that's that's a real good theological term for this. Um, you know that we will be in God's presence with the with all of the saints and angels, and a beatific meaning uh, blessed, joyful. Right. Yes. Um, let, let's let's see what this looks like um, from Scripture here. So we're given a few Bible references. Uh, one is Revelation 7, 9 through 17. Um, let's go ahead and read that. It'll give us a, an idea of, um, of what this will be like. And, uh, of course, this is a poetic, uh, apocalyptic um, language meant to um, invoke in us a sense of awe. And um, just it's, it's art, basically, that, that gives us a a glimpse into what this will be like. Okay. Um, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes? And from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made themselves white in the blood of the Lamb. 
Therefore they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. And they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Mm. Hmm. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I um, not not this passage, but other passages from Revelation seven are usually read on All Saints Day for um, for those reasons. You know this uh, this this eternal fellowship we have with um, the Christians that have gone before us, but also uh, with His angels, but most importantly with with God Himself. Yeah, it's a it's a joyful fellowship. So we get a we get a taste of that here, right? With a good friendship, or mm -hmm. um, being with the family of God in worship, or being with our family around a dinner table. There are these moments where where that joy, uh, we, we that it sparks within us, and we get a a taste of what we're made for, the ultimate fellowship. Those times. Right. Yeah, those times when we're singing together at church and it, everything just seems to be perfect. The fellowship that we're made for ultimately is with the triune God. Yeah. The triune God, who is himself a community of persons. We are brought into that with all of the saints and the angels in complete harmony and peace, all singing. Like you said, when we're singing together, there's something incredible about that. I think someone said you can't be enemies with someone you're singing with. Yeah. Um, and so this idea of us all sort of singing our part um, in harmony, but with with one song, clues yeah. us into what 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 we're talking about here, that that joyful fellowship around the one song, which is the song of the Lamb, the song of, of Christ. So the number 120. How should you live in light of this promise of unending life? I should live in joyful expectation of the fullness of my transformation, soul and body, into the likeness of Christ. In the midst of suffering or in the face of hostility and persecution, I am sustained by the hope of a new heaven and earth, freed from Satan, evil, suffering, and death. Well, I guess this makes us optimists. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately <laughs> yeah ab absolutely and and this hope of um of the world to come of life everlasting um it, it has sustained christians historically um mm. whether whether it's the uh during the during the persecutions in, in the late roman empire um whether it's during slavery in the american south Mm. Um, you know, these, these, pro this promise that God has given us that our sufferings are temporary and on the other side of it is unspeakable joy, um, that gives you the gas to keep on going and not give in to despair, um, not, not to do the thing that our flesh wants to do. Right. In, th in fact, the more we understand the gospel, the more our current life will be fueled by this desire. Um, for the resurrection and the more we put this, everything on the line for it and, and this this helps us in our battle against sin both um in terms of it does help us to overcome sin mm -hmm. knowing knowing where we're going we we um 
there there is sometimes a bit of fake it till you make it. <laughs> I mean, in a godly way, not in not in the hypocritical or you know, solo bootstraps away. But um, there there is part of that is part of the Christian life. You know, you you live you live in light of that, and it yeah, also yeah. gives you hope when you fail. I mean, it yeah. keeps you from giving into the despair that the enemy of our souls wants to instill in us when we do sin. Right. God is not through with you. Yeah. And he's he's working with you and he's already told you where he's taking you and because it's that's a matter right. of grace right he will get you there he will get that's you there. Right. As, as hard as the struggle is now he will get you there and um it's such a this is such a different vision that's so needed today from the vision that that many millennials or and, and i could just speak for myself being a millennial uh, possess right a very there's this and and gen z um Right. You, you see this in the movies, right? They're all sort of dystopian now, you know, with yeah. these dark yeah. colors. And there's this just this sense of like, there's very little hope. Like we know scientifically, right? We know that eventually the, the sun will burn out and it'll toast us. And um, we're probably not going to make it to another planet. So we're going to be dead, right? And then if, even if we were to make it to another planet with the help of Elon, um, <laughs> That star will burn out, right? And the, and and the entire universe will reach sort of this co- this um, global heat death, they call it. And um, if that's if that's all you believe, if you believe that that sort of um, narrative, that story is the ultimate story, and there's not a, there's not a greater story than that, then um, that's super depressing. Yeah. But that's not our story. It's <laughs> not our story. No, yeah. our our story is not going that direction. It's a uh, Right. It's not a tragedy. It's a it's a comedy in the in the old sense. Right. In the sense yeah. that it ends with a with a happy ending. Um, ultimately, all things are brought together into and underneath Christ in this ecstatic um, new heaven and new earth, this this joyful fellowship that has it and it has a real effect on the way we live. Right. It gives us endurance through persecution. It gives us um, endurance through sufferings that happen in our life. Um, I mean, talking about exercise, right? Um, and pain, like, there's this reality that if, if, if a pain stimulus happens to you, and you, you don't see in it, sort of, or you don't see sort of any hope through that pain stimulus, or you don't see any reason for it, it becomes a lot harder to bear. Yeah. But if you actually can can conceptualize of the pains and sufferings that you're going through as a part of a process that's leading to a good outcome, then it really increases your capacity for endurance. And and you see this in endurance athletes, um, particularly. I mean, they go through tremendous amounts of pain and suffering with because they have a clear goal in their mind. Or um, I had a friend who was into um, bodybuilding and he was preparing for a for a bodybuilding competition and you know he he was just drinking like these these disgusting shakes all the time and he wasn't you know eating the great food that we were all eating and he was choosing this path of suffering <laughs> because he had a clear <laughs> goal in mind you know i i would never you know, we were all drinking margarita and, and he was like no i and he pulls out some powder from his backpack and drinks that instead you know um, so there's something about hope, and this is the greatest hope, right? The hope of us 
being in the presence of of God himself in the new heavens and new earth, that has the capacity to um, enliven us and to, to give us the um, the the energy to, to move through the sufferings of life. Yeah, that is it is our, our our blessed hope. And it seems like this is going to be a very short episode this week, and that's okay, because next week we dive into the sacraments, which is a very big episode. <laughs> yes, and we'll just be doing several big episodes. <laughs> reintroduction of the sacraments. So uh, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. If you enjoyed this episode, Please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment below. You can also take Anglican Catechesis with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. You can find the link in the YouTube description. Lord willing, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit.